What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. That is the sound of the thunderstorm that was passing overhead as I was recording this episode, as we were live in the pod chat. This is what was going on outside. But not to worry, as you will very shortly find out, you can't hear it at all because I have a magic mic of my own. (laughs) Um, Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm Traveling Jackie, and I am especially looking forward to sharing this episode with you because it's quite personal. It is a solo episode. So it's just me you're going to be hearing as I share my experience so far about the newest, biggest thing I'm doing in my life. I just bought and moved into my first home, which happens to be a tiny house on the back of my truck, otherwise known as a truck camper. Um, And I'll tell you all the things I'm going to get into around that today in just a minute. But that's why there was such loud thunder because we actually recorded this session from the inside of my camper as it poured rain and thundered overhead. If you are new to this show or haven't listened in a while, welcome, welcome back. We are doing things a little differently around here these days. So just so you know what you are hearing, we've been recording our podcast episodes live in front of a real audience that gets together online. We call them pod chats. We not only publish part of it here on the podcast for you to listen to, but we also chat afterwards and we dig more into the topic um, of the day. We answer questions. We do giveaways for the live audience. And sometimes there is a visual bonus that goes along with the episode. In the case of today's episode being about my truck camper experience, I also ended up giving a tour of the inside of my camper to the live audience that was there with me. So it's a super fun excuse to get together and chat adventure and connect with other jump listeners and like-minded travel people. And you are invited to join us too. So if you're interested in learning more and showing up live for future pod chats and episodes, you can find everything you need to know and sign up at jumpadventures.com slash podchats. All I can say about these podchats so far is they are so much fun. I love the energy that you guys bring to the table. So big thank you to those of you who've already joined us. And I hope that if you're listening now, you consider joining us as well. All are welcome. Jumpadventures.com slash podchats. Okay, we always have a suggested pairing for the pod chats, and this one was a summer shandy, gin and tonic, and s'mores. One of one of the above or your favorite camp drink. So feel free to pause this now to go grab your go-to camp drink. I paired this episode with a gin and tonic with a special calafate infused gin from Chilean Patagonia. So do whatever you need to do to ready yourself. Put on your outdoor adventure mindset and come join me inside my camper. Let's go ahead and get started with our topic of all things truck camper life as I know them so far. Um, I'm going to get into my story behind what led me to getting the camper, um, how I decided on the one that I bought. Um, I'm And in that process, I'm going to 
address four major factors to consider when choosing a truck camper. Um, and then what modifications I had to do to my truck to carry it safely. I won't get too technical with you guys there. Um, and then I'll also address some of the general questions that I've received so far about how this lifestyle works. And I'll share what I'm planning to do with it, where I'm going, where I'm parking, etc. And then um, I'm going to end with a few personally inspiring lessons that I have learned through this journey that I am on. And then after that, we will switch gears and open up the Q&A segment. And that's when we'll do the tour of this lovely little camper that I'm currently sitting in. And we'll do our giveaway, which is a gorgeous thermos style French press from our friends over at Four Wheel Campers. So let's dive in. First... How did I come to be living in a truck camper? So this story kind of blows me away because what I've realized is sometimes the universe works in very mysterious ways. And sometimes you simply can't understand parts of the journey until you can see the destination and the possibilities beyond. And I say that because last year, I moved out of my home that I loved and lived in for three and a half years. And it wasn't my choice. Um, My landlords decided to turn it into an Airbnb. And after that, I'd had extended stays at more than five houses. And all of my belongings, I either sold or put into storage. And this is not new for me. I have been here many, many times before. I'm certainly no stranger to being houseless with nothing but a storage unit and a truck to my name. It's literally what I have done since I was 18. But... One of the things that I really struggled with about moving out this time was that it wasn't my choice. I really, really loved where I lived. Um, And even though deep down, I had felt for a while that there was a big change on the horizon for me, I was not ready to let my house go. That place meant so much to me. It was the first place stateside that I called my own since my departure in 2015. It was the place that held me through COVID. It was my cozy special haven. It was my home. I felt safe there. I never imagined being asked to leave. So when I moved out, I felt more than just homeless. I felt like I was being rejected. Um, And there was nothing I could do about it. I wanted control over my living situation, but it wasn't just that home that I left. No matter where I tried to live for months and months and months after that, um, I went to friends' houses, family, other rentals. Nothing was working out. It was like one thing after another. Um, I just couldn't stay at any of them for long for lots of reasons. And so I felt like I was being pushed out of everywhere. Like one of those times that all the signs are pointing you in a direction that you just can't figure out. (laughs) And you just keep fighting against them because you think you know what you want. And then you realize that's just not how it works, right? So finally, I was like, okay, universe, I hear you. I understood that it was time to consider other options, um, to think outside the box, which I have always loved to do. And then I felt like this spark come inside me because one thing came to mind. And that was a secret dream that I've had for years of getting a slide-in camper for my truck. Um, So I have owned my current Toyota Tacoma for almost four years. And before that, I had an old 1994 Toyota pickup for 15 years. And I always called that old truck my PMV, my personal moving vehicle, because of how much I moved around. And it could hold everything that I owned. 
Um, and now I feel like that personal moving vehicle thing is about to take on a whole new meaning. Um, but I figured, hey, if I had my own bed, my own tiny home on the back of my truck, an illegal place to park it, then nobody could make me leave, you know? So I had, and I had already mentioned that I had this feeling of really big change coming my way for, it had been about a year and a half at that point. So I remember when I started to feel this coming on, like something's coming, something big is going to change for me. Um, In fact, this is pretty cool. I was in the Northeast Kingdom in Vermont, if anybody knows where that is, um, in August of 2021. And I was out on a dock on a lake and I just had a moment of peace and clarity. And I really could see myself living out of a truck camper. And that was the first time that I spoke this dream aloud to anybody. Uh, It was my mom. And she just encouraged me to do it. Like She's always encouraged me to do to go after my dreams. She's always encouraged me like that. And that's she's like, why not? Why don't you just do it? I was like, whoa, I don't think I'm actually ready at this point. But um, that's when I started researching camp truck campers for real. And I went onto Craigslist and I found I found a truck camper for sale on my exact truck. And it was just gorgeous. And so I took a screenshot of it. Um it had a blue canoe on the top. It had bikes on the back. It looked like just an adventure vehicle. Like it looked like my dream. And so I took a screenshot of it and I put it on my vision board, which is like I have an electronic file vision board on my computer. And so I put it into there. You know what kind of camper that was? It's exactly the kind of camper that I'm sitting in right now, which is manifesting. It totally works. Um, So back to the living situation. I felt like the time had really come to make this dream a reality. I had... uh, (laughs) This is funny to say, but I felt like I had a lot of things going in the right direction, which I know is ironic because it, it meant to me that some of my other plans had seemingly failed. Uh, which somehow set me up perfectly for this, including having the savings to actually be able to buy it. So um, yeah, once I made the decision that now is in fact the right time to do this, I started getting the ball rolling on research and suspension modifications. And I made a couple spreadsheets and I started a new note in my phone where I could just take quick notes and jot down ideas as I was having conversations with people and everything all just started coming together. And then in this February, back in, this is July now, in February, I was on a trip to Quebec this winter and I was talking with Kelly Edwards from Kelly Set Go. If you guys don't know her yet, you need to. Um, we were talking about actually how to go after the exact things that we want. And that's when I sort of dared myself to reach for the stars and consider actually going after the camper that I really wanted, which is called the Swift by Four Wheel Campers. This is the model. The model is a Swift and the brand, um, the make is, is Four Wheel Campers. And it is the one that I ended up getting. Um, so those were the circumstances that led me to getting my camper. And I want to chose, uh, I want to talk about why I chose this exact camper. So first of all, there are four main factors to consider. This, I mean, I learned all of this when, when choosing a camper for your truck. But number one is the weight of the camper itself and your truck payload. And I'll explain what that is. Two is your truck bed size. Um, three is whether you want a pop-up or a hard side. And then four is price. So starting with number one, um, I mentioned that I have a, a Toyota Tacoma, a 2020 Tacoma that I bought in December of 2019. And I started 
with doing a ton of research on payload. So the payload is the amount of weight that your vehicle can carry um, exclusive from the weight of your actual vehicle. So it's the extra weight the vehicle can carry. And in current Tacomas, the payload is so sadly very low. Um, It's about 950 pounds. And that means that I needed to get as lightweight of a camper as possible because you, of course, have to account for not just the camper, but water, propane, uh, gear, people, um, plus everything that's already on your truck, like roof racks or stuff inside or whatever. So um, all of that counts against your payload. Uh, so you really need to pay attention to the weight of campers. Um, it's a mistake I think a lot of people make. Most of most of the campers, as you're looking, uh, they should offer a dry weight. Like in any listing, they'll offer a dry weight. And so that's before water, propane gear, etc. It's, um, it's just kind of a numbers game. But... I got very comfortable with looking at that. Um, and then number two is your truck bed size. So my truck is a manual transmission and they only make those in five foot beds in, in the recent Tacoma. So my truck has a five foot bed because the transmission for me was make or break and I wanted a manual transmission. So five foot bed, here we have it. That's super short as far as truck beds go. So that severely limits the options of campers that I could choose from. Um, and then number three, pop-up versus hard side. It's sort of in the name, but I'll explain anyway. Um, a pop-up camper is one that you have to pop up to get to its full height and full state of use to be able to use it. It generally has vinyl siding in the pop-up part, which makes it a lot lighter. And then at the same time, it makes it harder to deal with because you constantly have to put it up and pop it down to drive it. And then a hard side, on the other hand doesn't pop up. It's constantly ready for use. You can walk right in. It has hard, permanent siding. And that also makes them much, much heavier. So it's definitely something to consider. And then number four, price. Obviously, budget comes into play with any large purpose. Um, And you can find campers all along the gamut of pricing. But this is also certainly something to consider because you'll spend a lot more for lighter weight, top of the line, newer campers um, than for heavier, not as well-built or older campers. And for me, I needed a camper that fit a five-foot bed, which ruled out a lot of options. There are really only a handful at all that would fit my truck. Of those handful, even fewer would be anywhere close to appropriate for my payload. And um, of the few remaining options there, it was either get an early 90s, very specific model that for sure would have been a project, um, and they're, of course, in high demand. Like everybody wants a project camper. And I was at the mercy of the market to even see any come up for sale anywhere in the country. Can you guys hear this thunder? Like it's, <laughs> it is raining and thundering. And I hope you guys can hear me okay. So my option was either to get one of those old ones or, oh, I'm so glad you can't hear the thunder. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So my option was either to go with one of those old ones or go with a brand new one, which honestly would be the same price as the used ones. Because four-wheel campers, they hold their value just like Toyota Tacomas do. So that one that I saw um, for sale on Craigslist was the exact same price as a brand new build. So yeah. And with a brand new build, I could build it out exactly the way I wanted it. And since I am a not interested in remodeling my own home type of person. I didn't want a project. I wanted a home. I wanted something turnkey, something that was ready um, and didn't need constant fixing. So I ruled out the old stuff, which left me with only the new options. And 
None of the, um, by the way, none of the five foot bed models of the newer options were ever coming up for sale used. I was watching. Everything for sale was six foot bed or longer. Like your options grow exponentially if you have a longer truck bed than, than mine. So all of that is to say, I realized that it was time to shoot for the stars. So I have, this is cool too. I've actually had a build out of the Swift model by four wheel campers. You know how you can go onto dealers websites and build out exactly what you want, like a truck or a camper or whatever, and save it as a PDF. I've done that like five times for this Swift camper. It's already been built out. It's on my vision board right next to the screenshot of the one that I saved. <laughs> Gee. And I will say this. One of the major factors here is cost. And this camper that I'm sitting in was not cheap. It is top of the line. It's really well built with really quality parts. However, I'd been saving for a down payment for a house that seems impossible now that the market where I live has tripled since COVID. So I actually had the money and it came down to just making a decision of whether to use it on this and go for it. So I flexed my reach for the stars muscles and went for it. (laughs) I went online and uh, I built out my Swift four-wheel camper for real back in March. I knew that it would take three months to build and be ready for install on my truck. So I put down the deposit and I said yes to my dream camper. And that is how I decided on the Swift by four-wheel campers. So the next one, next subject, I won't spend super long on, but it is super important to address. And that is suspension upgrades. So Remember that my truck is only built to carry about 950 pounds. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to change your payload. Okay. But actually, a lot of trucks out there are driving around totally over their payload, which puts extra stress on your engine and your brakes and your transmission, which are all sort of important things. So this is why it's an important topic to bring up. Um, so even though we can't change our payload... And yes, I'm technically over mine as well because my camper with my upgrades dry ended up being around 1,100 pounds. But this is normal. I've done so much research about this. Uh, That's really light for a camper. So while we can't change our payload, we can make modifications that make all that weight sit and carry more easily on the truck. And those fall under um, suspension upgrades. And I did two of them. So I did a ton ton of research on this and ended up deciding to get airbag suspension and beefier leaf springs. I'm sorry if you don't know what those are. Don't worry about it if you don't. Uh, But they're essentially two forms of weight distribution upgrades to the rear of the truck. And it ended up lifting the truck about three inches in the back. It was kind of funny because it was like twerking before we got the camper on there to level it out. Uh, But the point is that now when you look at my truck from the side, it rides evenly. It's not sagging in the back at all under the weight of the camper. It is super beefy suspension and it carries the camper beautifully. And I can adjust the amount of air that goes in and out of the airbags. It's all digital. I have an app for it and I adjust the number all the time depending on what type of road I'm on. You can't hear that. I can't believe you guys can. My windows are open in front of me and behind me and um, I'm getting sprinkled on. It's like (laughs) this crazy storm happening. It's amazing. (laughs) The joys of doing this outside in nature. I actually kind of love it. Maybe the beginning of the podcast audio bit this time is just going to be thunder, thunder rolling. Okay. So adjusting the air in the bags. I'm going to mention that again in the lessons I've learned at the end of the episode because there's something that is really cool that has happened there. 
So keep that one in mind. And then there's one more thing I do plan to do for the weight before I go to Baja this winter. I'm going to Baja this winter. Spoiler alert. And that is to upgrade to E-rated tires. So E is a load rating. So they're built to handle more weight. And the stock tires that I'm on now are fine. But as I am planning to go to Baja over the winter, I want to upgrade before I do that. So I'm going to get better tires and... Yeah. So that's suspension. It is really important. If you are looking at getting a truck camper and you haven't looked at anything about your suspension, you need to think twice. (laughs) I am very happy to nerd out with anyone who has more questions about that because that is a language I speak now. And I had done... Here's This is cool too. I had done so much research about that prior to getting a camper that I knew no matter what camper I ended up getting, I'd have to upgrade my suspension. So I actually had the parts ordered and the appointment set at my local off-road shop for my suspension upgrade before I even made the decision about what camper I was getting. That's how set on this plan I had become. It's like building the train tracks over the Alps before there was even a train that could make the trip. <laughs> Little shout out to my favorite movie, Under the Tuscan Sun. Okay, moving on. Now that we know why I have the camper and how I chose it and what I had to do to my truck to carry it, we can talk about what it's actually like to live in it. So first, let me give you a visual kind of audio, I guess, walkthrough of what this camper looks like. And it is on my Instagram. So if you find me at Traveling Jackie, there are pictures of it there for a real visual. But remember, so it's a pop-up. So when it's not popped up, the roof sits right above the door, which is in the back. And all around, it has hard sides. The roof clamps down to the sides on the bottom half. And when you pop it up, that part of the siding is vinyl and it becomes six foot four inches tall when standing inside. And the vinyl part has two vinyl windows on each side. So there's lots of windows. They all have screens, which is why I'm getting wet right now. (laughs) So imagine if you enter through the door at the back of the truck, which is tailgate height, and you're standing inside facing towards the front of the truck. On the right, there's a little couch, like a little couch bench that wraps around in front of you, like a mini L-shaped couch. And then on the left, there's a little fridge with a countertop and a a sink and with hot running water, by the way, and a two-burner stove. And then underneath all of that, there's storage for mostly for the propane tanks. Furnace, there's a furnace that gets nice and hot, forced air furnace. Um, The water heater is under there, the water tanks all of that. And then under the couch, I'm sitting on the couch right now. Under the couch is where I have some storage for my clothes. And really, it's not a lot. So it's a really good thing that I'm used to living out of a backpack. (laughs) Um, And then behind the back of the couch, there's a little bit of storage along that whole side is a window too, which is pretty cool. And that back of the couch pivots down. It rolls over the bench and goes into the space where you normally stand and creates an extra bed down where the couch is. It's rad. I can totally fit there. Fully stretched out if I just go a little bit diagonal because the floor of the camper is actually five and a half feet. So yeah, it hangs six inches over uh, the back of the truck, which really is nothing. And yeah, that's the smallest size camper out there. And I'm 5'7". So I have to go a little diagonal if I ever sleep on that bed, which I have done in the case of like a lot of wind. I've popped the top down and slept on the bottom. But above the cab of the truck is the main bed. It's a full-size bed as is, which is also kind of wild. But it has a slide-out function and um, extra cushions so you can make it into a king-size bed. A king-size bed. A king-size bed in this tiny little camper. I'm not kidding. It is huge. 
It is so mind-boggling how much living space they have created out of a simple five and a half foot bed. It is wild. Um, yeah. So king size bed, if you want it, can easily fit two people. So technically, you could sleep three in here, one on the rollover couch below. I usually just leave it at the full size because it's just me and it definitely gives me more space. It can be done with two people, but it's definitely crowded. I had a guy stop me at the gas station the other day and he's like, this is the same truck I have. We're looking at one. What about two people? I was like, oof, you might need a bigger truck. Really, a five-foot bed is more ideal for one person. And you got to pay attention again to your payload. Two people is twice as much of everything. So, But yeah, I have my little stove and my sink and I've cooked in, in here and everything. And... It is so fun to cook in here. I don't know why I love it so much because I actually don't like cooking. I don't know if it's the autonomy. I don't know, but it's so much fun to cook on this tiny little stove and just be self-sufficient in my tiny little house. I just love it. So some, I'm going to answer some questions. You might be wondering questions that I've had a lot so far. First of all, what about a bathroom? Right. There is no bathroom in this model. It is far too small. Ideally, you have an eight-foot truck bed if you want a bathroom. Also, you need a way better payload than a Tacoma because bathrooms are heavy. So there's no bathroom. And that just means using public facilities, campground facilities, friends' houses. I have a gym membership and I play ice hockey at our local rink. So both of those have showers I can use. Um, You just sort of make it work. And my camper does have an outdoor shower with hot water. It was one of the upgrades that I chose. So I do have the capability of showering outside if I want to with hot water. And I'm actually working on building a collapsible indoor shower. It's totally going to work. I just need one more thing to finish it. So stay tuned for more on Jackie's MacGyver indoor shower progress report. (laughs) But that would allow me to lock the door and feel safer showering in certain places when I'm on the road. So yeah. And then as for a toilet, I actually got two versions of portable toilets that I could use, but I haven't yet. Because I grew up in the woods and learned about leave no trace, I know how to go to the bathroom in the woods. And I find that the easiest when I'm parked in the woods. One thing you will need for that is a backpacker trowel. As my guide in Patagonia says, for business number one, you can just go anywhere. Remember, never, ever, ever leave your toilet paper just laying on the ground. That's gross. And certainly not respecting leave no trace. Always pack it out. And for business number two, you have to dig a hole. Uh, it should be at least six inches deep. And that's why you need a backpacker trowel. I am big on leave no trace and I encourage you all to be as well. So if you're going to do your business in the woods, do it right. Pack out your toilet paper, dig your hole. It's easy. It's all good. Let's just be responsible humans. Another question I've gotten a lot is, what is your first adventure? <laughs> Which is a weird question for me because if you haven't figured this out yet, I'm in it already. I have slept in this thing every single night since the summer solstice, which is June 21st, which is when I got it. You know what is a fun fact? I also, I got my truck on the winter solstice four years ago and I got my camper on the summer solstice. Anyway, I have slept in it literally every single night since I got it. I love sleeping in here. I sleep so well. Um, So I would say the adventure began when I became... I'm going to adopt this amazing term that I heard from one of you guys on Instagram. When I became home free, that's when the adventure began. That said, I am planning, like I said, to take it down to Mexico, to Baja, Baja Peninsula over the winter. And so that will be my first real foray out of the ordinary with it. Yeah, taking the winter off. This last one was long and dark and snowy. So I'm going to find the sunshine. (laughs) And actually, I'll probably do more of these truck camping episodes from down there to share more stories. 
One more question I get a lot is where do you park? So the hardest part of living out of this full time so far has actually been being in town. I am in Bozeman this summer because I'm playing ice hockey and soccer and I have games and PT appointments and friends and you know town things. And so I don't really love parking it in town. It's not the same as waking up in the woods. I'd say I've been about half and half between parking in town and parking in the woods on forest service roads with designated campsites. Uh, these are free, by the way. I've also done a ton of research <laughs> on where I can legally park and not have to pay for a campsite. Um, and those are my favorite spots. I love, I love having this thing out in the woods. Actually, one of you guys also on Instagram recently said to me, I'll always remember the feeling of the first night all settled in my camping spot. There's nothing quite like it. And I wrote that down because, oh my goodness, it's so true. I can't tell you how content I was, how just at peace and fulfilled and how excited and optimistic and just everything I was after the first night that I actually cooked in my camper and used the sink properly and tried out the heater and spent the night out in the woods by myself. It was so freaking good. So good. So yeah, I definitely prefer the woods. But I have been in town a lot. And actually, another thing that I wasn't planning on um, has fallen into place for me. And that is a couple of house sits that I was offered that are in my area. So even though I have still been sleeping in my camper every night, I have had the luxury of occasionally being able to use a house when I needed one. Like I would just park in the driveway after late hockey games. I needed a place to park in town or do laundry or something. I don't always expect that to work out so well. But hey, you never know. You never know what opportunities may come your way when you open yourself up to them. So, And it was for sure really nice to have those house sits for a decent amount of time that I needed to be in and around town this summer. So yeah, it's a very mobile lifestyle. I'm constantly every day popping it up and down in order to go anywhere. But I'm getting really used to it. It only takes me a few minutes to set up and pop down and... I'm really finally figuring out the routine of it. And it feels really, really good. And if you're wondering how long I'm going to do this truck camper living thing, I'm going to give you the same answer that I used to give people the last time I was nomadic. And that is, as long as it feels right to me. And at some point, if it doesn't feel right, I give myself permission to change my path. Last time, it took me over 3 years until I decided to stop being nomadic. And that was just over 3 years ago. So maybe I'm a 3-year cycle. I don't know. What I do know is that I will most likely be doing this for at least a year and that I don't have to have a solid plan right now. I'm doing what feels right for now. And that feels good. Okay. We've come to the point where I want to share three things that I've learned through this whole process. And I'm going to start this by sharing my biggest fear of going into all of this to begin with. And that was having to learn the systems and how to manage a camper all by myself. There are so many important pieces of equipment, cables, wires, batteries, buttons, connections, tanks. It felt entirely overwhelming. You should have seen my face when I did my walkthrough when I first got it installed. I'm sure I was like, blink, blink. (laughs) Like The whole time, I'm just trying to catch drops as I'm drinking from a freaking fire hose. Like it was a lot. It's It's been so much information all at once. 
I've taken copious amounts of notes. It's a whole new system that I have to adapt to. And I'm responsible for all of it functioning properly day after day or like fixing something. Should anything go wrong? That is so scary. My for sure, my biggest fear coming into it. But, and here's the first lesson. There is a word that keeps popping up for me lately. I think it's my word of the season right now. And that is empowerment. Every time I overcome something I see as hard, whether it's making a decision I barely know how to make or troubleshooting the water heater for the first time or filling the water tank or figuring out my storage systems or putting together and installing the swing arm on my bike rack so that I can use it properly along with my camper. Every time I do something that I have to figure out completely on my own, I feel so empowered. I'm finding new muscles and strengthening them. And soon they will be strong from repetition. All of these things are going to be cake for me. That is empowerment. It's wild. And there's another part of that. This truck camper business, this is my dream. My dream. Just like selling my old truck and buying my new Tacoma back in 2019 was my dream. I am the one who drives a truck and has for 19 years now. I'm the one who wants to live in the camper. I can't sit around and wait for someone else to show up either with a camper or with permission for me to go out and get my own. Realizing my own dreams is up to me. And now... I look at my gorgeous truck with all my toys in the back seat. There's a paddleboard, a soccer ball, hockey gear, running and mountain biking gear, and the camper on the back with a backpack's worth of clothes in it, and a bike rack hanging off the back with my gravel bike and my mountain bike. And I feel so empowered because I made this dream come true. And now I get to go live it out and see what else this dream has in store for me that I don't even know about yet and couldn't even possibly plan if I tried. What a feeling. It's so cool. I'm getting goosebumps. Like I'm so inspired. I love this. I love it. The second lesson is that this lifestyle is exactly the kind of adventure that I need. You guys, when I was 18, I went to Costa Rica for a year to learn Spanish. And then I moved to Italy for a year to learn Italian. And then I kept going and going and going. And my life as an adult, ever since I was 18, and able to make my own decisions has been absolutely jam-packed full of adventure. And I'm talking about the simplest of things too, like ordering breakfast, finding coffee, getting money out of an ATM, or using a calling card to stay in touch with my parents. Because back in 2003, when I was 18, we didn't have Wi-Fi. (laughs) But I learned to overcome and thrive and live on these everyday adventures. And that is why I get antsy. I think that is why I get bored quickly and need to keep peppering my life stateside with travels and adventures and things that challenge me and keep me moving. And yes, it is very comfortable to sit on a couch and watch Harry Potter. I am so good at that. I almost don't want to admit it. But I am so much more productive, happy, healthy, probably more inspired, definitely more inspired, probably way more fun to be around when I'm having adventures. Like I know this is the fuel for me. And now I'm back to everything being an adventure. When going to the bathroom is an adventure, traveling Jackie is in her happy place. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> One of my friends that I play hockey with, his name's Matt. Shout out to Matt if he ever listens to this. Uh, he took a two-month sabbatical last year. 
and he spent it traveling through South America by himself. He has a wife and kids, but he went alone anyway. And he had an absolutely incredible adventure full of multi-day hikes and camping and kayaking and meeting new people and trying new things and tasting new foods. And when he came back, we had a hockey game and we sat in the locker room together for a long time afterwards talking about this trip. And he said to me, after doing everything I just did in two months, it was like such a short time for him to have experienced everything that he did. He said, it makes me want to do more at home, like in his everyday life. Like instead of watching Harry Potter on the couch, he's filling his time with things that feel more fulfilling to him. And I think that that is what adventure does for us. It helps us realize just what we're capable of. And sometimes that makes our everyday routines feel bland and lacking. And we want to be doing more with our lives. And I feel like this level of adventure that I have signed myself up for by living out of a truck camper is exactly what I need in my life, (laughs) at least for now. So the third lesson is that now I speak languages I didn't know just a couple months ago. I have said many times today already how much research I've done throughout this journey. I have had to learn so much in order to be even able to communicate about air suspension and compressors and battery life and solar panels and amp hours and shore power, payload ratings, so many things. I felt like Tarzan in the beginning, but I put my pride aside and I asked questions when I didn't understand. I made people explain things to me when I didn't understand. And now I'm becoming more and more fluent in this language that I was so scared of not knowing at the beginning. It's exposure. It's just like going to Costa Rica to learn Spanish. When you immerse yourself in and apply yourself to a language, you learn it, period. Those muscles start to remember and suddenly you have muscle memory and it becomes routine. I remember when the guys who installed my my airbag suspension, they said, oh, you'll be able to feel it and adjust as needed. Like whatever the heck that means. This is when I was asking them how much I should inflate the bags to. I mean, like I was looking for a solid number as if the whole thing was black and white. But it's definitely not. And they did give me ballpark numbers. But ironically, look at this. I did start to feel it as I drove. And suddenly, I understood what they meant. And I tested different amounts of air in the bags. And I now have four presets that I switch between throughout the day, like on the daily, multiple times throughout the day, depending on what kind of road I'm on. And I said I was going to bring this up because my brain might have exploded on the spot if you had told me I would change them throughout the day when I was first getting them installed. It was so overwhelming. <laughs> but now it feels so much more normal. I know what I'm doing. I know what my tri- what my truck likes and what it doesn't like when it comes to the airbags. I did have to feel it out. I had to just go for it and face the fears and immerse myself in the learning and adapting process in order to even get to where I am now. And it's only been five weeks that I've that I've actually owned this camper. Imagine where I'll be in six months from now. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. I feel like this whole thing has been a really, really, truly wonderful challenge for me while making me feel empowered and proud of myself. Not to mention the fact that now I have my own bed to sleep in every night. And that is a pretty incredible thing. I really cannot wait to see where this thing takes me. Quite literally. (sighs) Okay, that was a lot. 
That was so fun to talk out. I really hope I didn't bore you, (laughs) but at least you found some of that interesting and inspiring. I'm feeling inspired, like I said, all over again. So thank you guys for letting me share all of that with you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast segment here and switch gears to do a live tour of this camper and a Q&A with our live audience who is here with me um, as I'm hosting this pod chat from my camper right now. So please feel free to reach out on Instagram at Traveling Jackie if you guys have any questions for me about the camper. And yeah, there's going to be more. More where this came from in the months to come and in the adventures to come. All right. We're going to stop it right there. Of course, in the pod chat, we did our inside tour of the camper. We talked more in depth about it, like about my solar panel, battery life, storage, how I pack my clothes, um, what I'm doing for internet, which I will talk about again in a later episode, ventilation and heat, where I was parked, all of that stuff. And we gave away a beautiful thermos style French press from our friends at Four Wheel Campers, which by the way, is the one that I use to make my coffee every single day. It's brilliant because it keeps the coffee warm as I slowly drink it throughout my gentle morning. (laughs) So yeah, it was a super fun pod chat. And if you do decide to join us and become a pod chat member, you do have access to past pod chats. So you can go in and rewatch any of the past ones. Uh, So you can go and see the tour of the camper too, if you want to. And we have some pretty fun plans coming up for the next ones, which also include fun visuals. So yeah, we're just experimenting with a whole new style of podcasting, doing it live, having fun. I honestly have not had this much fun podcasting in a long time, and that feels really good. So if you also like to have fun, which I'm betting that you do, (laughs) check it out and join us at jumpadventures.com slash podchats. In other jump news, we do have some 2024 trips launching in the near future. So make sure you're on our email list at jumpadventures.com if you want to be first in line for those. And we do still have space on our upcoming Patagonia trip to Northern Patagonia in December. So this one is not the massive amounts of hiking that we normally do in Southern Patagonia. This one is a few days of a through hike in a lush valley of lakes and volcanoes and hot springs and waterfalls. It is absolutely beautiful. And then we're going to cross over to the island of Chiloé, which is where if you watched my Osprey documentary back in 2020, or if you've seen it on my um, on my blog at travelingjackie.com, that is where we filmed it. That place is very special, not just for me. It's like stepping back in time. It is steeped in tradition. It is mythological. It is magical. And this trip includes some of the best food I've ever had. So this trip is also about feasting (laughs) and culture and rewilding too, which we're going to talk about in an upcoming episode as well. So lots of fun things to look forward to. And like I said, we still have space on that trip. If you want to join us, that's going on in December this year. So check it out at jumpadventures.com slash Patagonia. And that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, if you want to nerd out with me about any other camper stuff, you can hit me up on Instagram at Traveling Jackie. I hope to see you on the inside for the next pod chat. Um, Otherwise, we'll be back here with another episode for you soon. Have a great day. Ciao for now. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. 
How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.